You're listening to Green Biz Radio, the voice of GreenBiz.com, bringing you news and analysis on business, the environment, and the bottom line. When it comes to reducing their environmental impact, companies are making a range of efforts to cut emissions, reduce waste, and boost efficiency across their operations. But for Auden Schindler, the Executive Director of Sustainability at the Aspen Skiing Company and author of the new book, Getting Green Done, there are both fundamental problems in the ways that many companies address the environment and universal barriers to their success. Greenbiz.com Executive Editor Joel McCower sat down recently with Schindler to talk about successes, failures, and how to get every company at or beyond Sustainability 101. Auden, as you talk to companies and hear from them, and view the landscape of what's happening in the world of green business, how do you assess the state of the art of how well companies are actually thinking about this? Well, let me give you two examples. One is a, uh, a report I got from a, a beverage maker. And you look at their report in sustainability. It's 10 things, 10 projects that are discrete, like reducing packaging or uh, donating to a certain cause. There wasn't one mention of climate change, and there was no discussion of energy. So what their environmental program is, is a bunch of sexy projects that misses the big picture and makes them look good. And the, the problem I see is that many corporations have that, 10 different things, and that's your environmental program. But it has nothing to do with holistic approach to climate, whether it's reducing your own energy or getting involved in policy. Another major corporation I met with recently um, they, I looked at their sustainability report, and it had sections on water reduction and energy intensity reduction. There's no carbon footprint, and there's no discussion of climate policy. So you have this, the, these businesses that are essentially missing the issue of our time, the one business issue of our time, and yet that is seen as the vanguard of the sustainability movement because they're doing something. Now flip to Walmart which has the, the courage to say climate is the issue and we're not actually succeeding, but we're going to keep hammering at it. So that's my, you could almost say honesty is the barometer of success. Um, you don't have to be actually successful. You have to be trying because we know this problem is hugely difficult. So your book, Getting, Thing, Getting Green Done, looks at some of the challenges that you faced at Aspen Ski Company and, and other companies are facing in implementing this stuff, what's the biggest obstacle to change for people who want to be a change agent within their companies? I think a big obstacle is that everyone is disincentivized against telling the truth. If you think about it, a consultant, a corporation, a government, a nonprofit, they all need to say, um, look how good my green program is. Now, if it isn't good, or if you're not meeting your goals, or if you hit a big barrier that you overcame, that's not good to tell the story because you're either selling your political program or your consulting services or what, whatever. So this is a book that daylights those challenges with the idea that you didn't learn how to hit a curveball by hitting it, you learn by missing. So tell me a story about one of the curveballs that you missed at Aspen Ski Company. Well, okay, as an example, when I came out of the nonprofit sector starry-eyed and ready to go, the one thing I knew, Sustainability 101, what is it? It's a lighting retrofit. Huge return on investment, um, better lighting, money, everything. There's a huge benefit every way. And when we tried to do it, 
at our hotel, I ran into 10 different barriers that from ranging from, I don't believe the lights will save energy to, I don't have the money to, there's a five-star hotel, we don't use fluorescents. And we failed for six years. Now, if the easiest thing in the environmental movement, sustainability 101, takes six years in a company that's ethically motivated and cares and wants to do it and has a staff position dedicated to it, how are we going to get the 99 out of 100 businesses that either don't care or aren't even thinking about this moving? How do you get to 80% reductions by 2050, CO2 reductions? So how did you get past that, or did you, and what did you learn about future projects in terms of getting past those kinds of barriers? Well, one, we learned you don't go into it with the idea that this is going to be You know, you don't go to a manager and say, hey, it's good for the environment and it saves money. Here we go. Be prepared for a million unexpected barriers and have creative approaches to get around it. When we ended up doing that lighting retrofit, it wasn't the beauty, the idea, or the energy savings. We we had to force the guy to do it. He's a great guy. His argument was if he had money in a five-star hotel, he's going to buy wine and high-thread count sheets. So we forced him to do it. Well, just knowing that that's how you're solving that problem versus the beauty of the idea carrying people away is helpful. So how does somebody arm themselves with those, the, the ammunition to you know, deal with those kinds of, of, of barriers or you know, reasons why you can't do something? How do you anticipate what they're even going to be? Well, I think you've hit on the key problem, which is every single sustainability conference you'd go to is a is a hundred different success stories with a hundred different presenters all trying to sell themselves to you. Imagine an architect getting up and saying, let me tell you about this building. We totally screwed the roof up and here's how you avoid that. So our conferences, for example, need to be stories of mistakes and failure. And what you're saying is, well, how do you arm yourself? Well, it's almost like there's no ammunition out there because no one's talking about the the challenges. Um, So I think things have to change in the conversation and also, another issue is the only way to arm yourself for climate change is to understand the problem. And right now, too many people gloss over the enormous challenge and say, I, you know, I'm driving a Prius or in a corporate setting. We did some lighting retrofits that cut our emissions 10%. We're on our way. You're not on your way, and you have to be honest about that. You've mentioned climate change uh, two or three times already. Is that the proxy for environmental management in general? Is that, you know, the one thing that if you're dealing with climate, you're probably dealing with other issues? Or I think climate change is the proxy for business, for government, for religious belief, for parenthood. It's everything. It's the everything problem. And as Bill Blakemore at ABC News says, it's, it's not the story of our time. It's the only story. So if a corporation, and this is your acid test, are they talking about climate change or not? If they're not, they're not working on environmental issues. Well, I'd say that talking about it is one thing. How do you judge whether they're really on the case? Well, that involves digging into what they're actually doing. But are they doing two things? One, actively trying to reduce their own emissions. But two, recognizing that that's not enough and focusing on how a corporation can be a lever to drive big-scale policy change because that's ultimately what matters. We're not going to get everyone to reduce their emissions voluntarily in the next 10 years, as, as James Hansen and Pachuri tell us we need to do. We need government policy. And corporations are big levers because politicians listen to business people. I imagine a lot of people listening to this are in positions in their companies that they're not the chief sustainability or environmental health and safety professional. 
but they want to make a difference. They want to be a change agent. They want to move their department, division, office themselves in the right direction. And, and a lot of this, you know, they don't have the, the levers that you're talking about. They just have what they have. What do you advise them in terms of how to be effective or more effective in their jobs in terms of being an environmental change agent? Often you'll hear the approach is you've got to develop the culture to get change to happen. I completely disagree. I think you have to covertly, in a kind of a black ops way, do a sexy project, even if it's 50 light bulbs that you retrofit, and then you do a spreadsheet and show the return on investment, and then you get the press to cover it so that the CEO is, is mentioned in the press as a great hero. And then you say, hey, you like that project with great ROI. Could we do something with 20% uh, payback ROI? And then you, you, you get things rolling. So I think you gotta, you got to do something, you know, even if you fund it out of your own pocket or out of your own budget. It's, it's kind of guerrilla warfare. So success begets success. Right. And people have to understand what you're talking about. If you say, I want to create the culture for change in our company, uh, and people, and they don't understand what you're saying, but if you swap out the lights or tuned up the boiler and showed savings, you're there. Great. Auden, thanks very much. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to Green Biz Radio. For the latest daily news on business, the environment, and the bottom line, and to sign up for our free newsletters, visit greenbiz.com.